Hey folks, Steve Lewis here. Welcome to Relevance for today. Hey folks, got a great show for you. You're going to be talking about kingdom culture. We're going to be talking about the kingdom eye cleanser. Stay tuned, folks. It's going to be a good one. Okay, folks. Hey, thanks for tuning in. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Kingdom Eye Cleanser. Now, here in the States, we have what they call Visine. So when you have a little red in your eyes, you can take and drop it in your eye. It clears out your eye. Well, in this case, Kingdom Eye Cleanser, we're going to learn from an amazing man of God, a mighty man of God. We're going to learn from the Apostle Paul and how his eyes were cleansed. It's going to be really good, folks. I'm going to be sharing some passages of scripture with you as well. And we're just going to get into the word, you know, because right now, as you all know, it's 2021. We've got COVID going on. We've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the world. And uh, it's crazy. And as you know, we're surrounded. It's like we're surrounded by the world, the worldly stuff, the enemy. Satan is on the prowl. He's the prince of this earth. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we have to make sure we pay attention, make sure we stay focused on what God has called each and every one of us to do, because we all have a calling. No matter who you are, God has a calling on your life. He really does. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, he has a calling on your life. So keep that in mind. And like I said, in this episode, we're going to be talking about clearing out our eyes. Very important. We need to focus on the Lord more than the world. Okay? You know, sometimes we live like the world. We've all been there. I've been there. Before I got my act cleaned up, you know, and and followed the Lord and then just got hungry for the Lord, I was no better than the world. I was just like the world. You could not tell the difference between me and someone else who was of the world. But God got a hold of me. Thank God for God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one, the Trinity coming together, the Holy Spirit working within me, training, equipping the right people coming around me, you know, and God putting the right people in my life. But if I didn't have that, of course, like I said, we'd be no different. Sometimes we live like the world and we thought we think it's okay to treat others in unloving ways, doing things that we know we shouldn't be doing, acting certain ways that if Jesus was right there with us, we would never even think about doing them. And you know what I'm talking about. In John 10, 10, he said, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus also said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Isn't that powerful? So sometimes we act a certain way because we believe it's right. But when we read our Bible, you know, when we get into this word, I've got my Bible right here. For those of you who are just listening, I've got my Bible right here. You know, we might think we're supposed to live a certain way and we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to condemn every single person that gets in our face. We're supposed to come at people with the Bible and beat them to death with it. And then we read the word and we see how Jesus came in love and we see how God sent his son down to the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. And it's a wake up call. Our eyes get opened. The scales on our eyes fall off. Okay. The more we get into the word, the more we learn 
how wrong we are about some different things. You know, a perfect example about change and how a life can be changed through God is the story of Saul and how he was converted. You know, everybody knows Saul, who also is known as Paul. And uh, we're going to look at that in the book of Acts. We're going to do chapter 9, verses 1 through 22, because this story is very important about transition, about how a life can go from one extreme to getting Christ to going to a different extreme. God can take us and use us and mold us however he wants through the Holy Spirit. And he can take someone who's hungry for something, like a dog on a bone, just chewing on it. And he can take that same person, and once they turn their life over to Jesus, once they turn their life over to him, he can be used to do mighty works, great things, because God knows that personality of that individual, and he knows that person's going to dig in with both feet. And that's the perfect story about the Apostle Paul. Before he was converted, before he came to Jesus, he truly believed in what he was doing. He was out persecuting Christians everywhere. In fact, he had just gotten permission to go and persecute Christians in Damascus, and he was on his way there on the Damascus Road. So we're going to go ahead and start reading that. So we're once again, it's chapter 9, verses 1 through 22. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So, of course, of the way meant they were calling people who followed Jesus Christ, they were calling them Christians, and they considered them of the way, the way of Jesus. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Is it hard for you to kick against the goads? So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. So that's the Lord, Jesus, speaking to Saul on the road to Damascus. That's a powerful meeting right there. He's calling him out. Hey, why are you giving my people a hard time? What is your issue? So the light blinded him, of course. So we'll continue on with verse 7. And then the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight and neither ate nor drank. Can you imagine that? Losing your sight for three days. Losing your sight, seeing a bright light, having the Lord speak to you. Man, that's incredible. So verse 10, now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him the Lord said in his vision, Ananias, and he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he is praying. 
And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he might receive his sight. You see how God works? That's amazing. So God blinded, he blinded Saul on the road to Damascus, and now he's picking another believer to go see Saul and to pray for him. That's how the Lord works. You'll be doing one thing and then God will send you someone. God will send someone into your life that will touch your life in a way that's going to change your life forever for your walk. So that's another way that your eyes can get opened up. Look around you. Look at the people that God may have sent your way and give them a chance to speak and pour into your life because you have no idea what God has planned. So in this case, Saul, of course, Everybody knows Saul as the guy who went around killing Christians, turning them into jail. Um, when Stephen was stoned, there he was standing there giving approval for what they were doing, stoning Stephen to death. So Saul's a bad dude, and everybody knows it. When they hear Saul of Tarsus, some people start shaking. And pretty much that's what Ananias did. So God told him to do that. And then in verse 13, it says that Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard for many about this man, how much harm he does to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. So in other words, Ananias is like, uh, God, can you pick somebody else? Because I've heard about this guy. This guy's a bad dude. I've heard about him. I don't want to go and do what you told me to do. <laughs> but the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So God pretty much said, hey, go do what I said, period. All right. <laughs> when God tells you to do something, you know, it's the Lord. Do it. He's got your back. So verse 17, and Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Boom. He did what he was called to do. He was told to go and deliver that message. He did it. And here's what happened in verse 18. Immediately there fell from his eyes. This is from Saul's eyes. There fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized. Isn't that powerful? So immediately... God sent Ananias, Ananias goes over, Ananias goes over and speaks into Saul's life, prays for him real quick and does what God told him to do. Boom, the scales. Once I was blind, but now I see. Amazing grace, right? So here it is. Verse 19. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Powerful. So here's a man who was going to persecute Christians. He went from persecuting Christians to sitting down with them. It says, then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. So you go from persecuting to hanging out with them. Okay. That's a testimony right there. So it says immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues. 
that he is the son of God. Can you imagine that? The man who was persecuting Christians is now preaching in the synagogues that Jesus Christ is the son of God. That is powerful. And verse 21 and 22, then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not he who destroyed those who called on his name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelled in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. Wow, what a powerful transformation. And so that in itself goes to show you, I once was blind, but now I see. Saul once was blind, now he sees Jesus Christ. Before he saw blaspheming, he saw an enemy. All he knew was he was focused on his religion, his beliefs. He stayed focused on that and he was blinded. He had a worldly blindness on his eyes because he could not see Jesus as Savior and Lord. He could not see Jesus as the Son of God until he was blinded on the road to Damascus. Then he was blind for three days, which was very humbling. Blind for three days, having to rely on others to be guided back and forth. Ananias gets spoken to by the Lord. Ananias, even though he fought it at first, was obedient and went and did what he was told. Once he did what he was told, he went, prayed for Saul. Saul's eyesight was restored, and now his eyes had been opened. Kingdom eye cleaner had been applied to Saul, who also was known as Paul. So that's amazing. Isn't that powerful? You know, it's a powerful transformation. The recount of Paul's awakening is powerful and can be used as an important life lesson. Because if we stay in the fog for too long, we'll be hypnotized by the world. We'll think that it's okay to do everything that we see the world doing. And you can't tell the difference between us and the world. And so that's really key, folks. It's really important to apply the word of God because that is the spiritual eye cleaner. That's the kingdom eye cleaner right there. You get in the word and you start reading about God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you start reading about all the things that God did on the earth, all the things that have been done through men. God used men to do certain things, to be a blessing, to reach people. And as you continue to read, the pages come alive. So I tell people, you're doing yourself an injustice when you don't take the time to read your Bible. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet in here, folks. 66 books of nourishment that you can dig in and read and get into. Yeah, I can't tell you that enough. So until the scales of this world are removed from our eyes and our mindsets renewed through Jesus Christ, we will always be of the world. That's the truth. Many of you listening to me, you're probably smiling because you know exactly what I'm saying. It's easy to go, well, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Hey, I'm my own person. I'm a grown up. I can do whatever I want. But remember, people are watching you. The Lord's watching you. Holy Spirit, if you ask Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord, you have a deposit. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you, which means you're carrying around the Holy Spirit. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You've got the Holy Spirit right there with you at all times. 
I need to remember that. We all need to remember that. Very important. So it's, Lord, help me. Help remove the scales from my eyes. Help me remove the blinders from my eyes so I can see only you, Lord. You know, it's it's praying like that. It's getting up each day. It's saying, you know what? I don't want to do nothing but, but what the Lord wants me to do today. You know? And, uh, you know, it's just like the the Bible verse, Romans 12, 2, which talks about not conforming to the patterns of this world, but being transformed by renewing our minds. Then we will know what's pleasing and perfect will of God for our lives. We'll know what God's got planned for us because we're going to sit back and say, I'm not going to conform. I'm not going to be like the world. I'm going to be like Jesus. When people look at me, I want people to see Jesus in me. I want people to see Jesus through my actions, whatever I'm doing. I don't want anybody to sit back and say, man, you're not a Christian. I see how you are. You walk around here and act just like us. And then when you get around Christians, you act a certain way. We don't want to be that way. We don't want the world to put blinders on so they can't see Jesus in us either. Right? We don't want to put up any barricades. We want to make sure that our focus is I want to represent. I want to represent Jesus Christ. Help me get the blinders off my eyes. I don't want to be like the world. I don't want to see things like the world sees them. And I'm so comfortable and relaxed to see things the way they are. I want to see miracle signs and wonders. I want to see the power of the Holy Spirit moving. I want to see the body of Christ stepping up to the plate. I want to see these words come to life. I want to see these words come to life. It's a blessing right now just talking to my camera downstairs in my studio, talking on my microphone and everything. And uh, you're going to be watching this and reading this or listening to it thousands of miles away. You know, folks that are in the Philippines, folks that are in uh, all the different locations around the world. See, there's a listener. We've got a listener in Russia somewhere. I don't know who it is, but it's pretty cool to see on the map when I look on my map on my Libsyn app. It actually tells me where people are. There's people in France. There's people in Germany. England, um, Africa, Canada, Samoa Islands, Philippines. It, it's mind-blowing when you look at that map. It's really cool. Australia as well. It's really exciting stuff. But back to this, back to the eye cleaner. So the Word of God is going to get our eyes cleaned out. Praying, allowing the Holy Spirit to transform us, to transform our minds, We've got to allow, just be free. Have Jesus Christ in your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to use you in mighty ways. Allow the Holy Spirit to clean your eyes out, clean your ears out, so you can focus on Him. You know, and remember, if you're undecided on whether you want to ask Jesus Christ into your life because you might have the worldly blinders on and you're still standing on the fence, remember, Satan owns the fence. So if you're standing on that thing balancing, Satan owns the fence, okay? you got the world on one side. You've got going to heaven on the other and being with Jesus Christ. You definitely want to get off that fence and jump over there on, on the side with Jesus. Definitely important. You know, Satan wants to destroy us. 
He wants to draw us to darkness. He wants to blind us from a life with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus wants to open our eyes, clear our minds, and renew it with the Word of God. I'm going to leave you with another verse. I've got a couple more things to say, but 1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Very important. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, cleanses us from all sin clears our eyes, clears our entire body. You know, once our minds are cleared and focusing on the things of God instead of the world, we can be very useful vessels for the kingdom. Very important. God can't use us if we're so busy looking at the latest news and all the the waves of rumors going back and forth and back and forth and we're being tossed every which way. But if we're tossed right over to here and we plant our feet in the word of God and we stay there in the word, not only just stay in the word, but we actively act out the word among those around us, people online, wherever we can, that's where you're going to make a difference. Very important. Very important. We can be amazing vessels for the kingdom if we stay focused. We won't have the scales of this world on our eyes, wandering from sin to sin. We will be renewed, refreshed, and blessed. Amen? Okay, let's go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, just thank you for this opportunity to share this message around the world. We thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to get online and do these messages through video and voice. Heavenly Father, you know I don't take it lightly. Being able to share your word because it's all about pointing people towards you, not Steve Lewis, but towards Jesus. So, Heavenly Father, we pray for all those out there who have worldly scales on their eyes. We pray for that kingdom eye cleaner to be poured out, clean their eyes out. May they see what's really going on, where they really need to be heading, what direction, what path they really need to be on the path that follows Jesus Christ. We pray for all those out there hurting and suffering, all those who don't have food, that people will come out and be able to bless them and help them where needed. And the resources that are needed in some of these countries will be available so people can eat, so people can get into the word, so people can have freedom. I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity once again to share another message. Just thank you for all my listeners and watchers, Lord. Bless them all, and I just thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Really hope this message really touched your heart, really touched your life. It's going to help you clear your eyes out if you have anything that needs to be cleaned out. And remember, we need to focus on ourselves first. I need to focus on the toothpick or the plank in my eye before I tell you how to get the toothpick out of yours. Remember, clean our acts up check our vision, get our eyes cleaned, stay focused on the word of God. Hey, love you guys. Hey, don't forget, get over to YouTube and uh, subscribe over there. It'd be really great if you guys could do that. Get over to YouTube and subscribe. We're also on Instagram. Connect with me there. Or if you're just listening to the podcast, we're on any podcast app. All you have to do is get a podcast app on your phone, your tablet, whatever you're using. Look at relevance for today. And you'll find us. 
Hey, with that being said, hey, love you guys. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves. Peace.